Small talk where we have small conversations with deep implications. I'm your host, Nate Pearson. And I'm Ronald Taylor. How are you doing today, Ron? I'm good. I'm tired, man. We uh the week of summer camp hasn't even begun and I'm already like needing a Red Bull or something. <laughs> but it's gonna be awesome. We're pretty excited, so Yeah, I had a monster this morning and I was just having the inner battle of trying not to get a second one for my health. <laughs> I was like, one's bad enough, <laughs> we're not gonna <laughs> It's like heart, how do you feel today? <laughs> I mean, hey, I, I don't understand um, the argument on caffeine because it's like we have all these studies that it's bad for you and this amount, but then it's like, hey, take this pre-workout before you mm-hmm. exercise. It's like such a divide. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. It's all a money-making scheme. You know, they're like, oh, yeah. if I can get you guys feeling like you're invincible for 20 minutes, <laughs> we'll make it happen. I think Planet Fitness is funding the caffeine um, free workout <laughs> hall, the advertising. That's right. Free free caffeine and pizza on Mondays. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I wonder if they have given anything out since COVID. And, I don't think so. They, we, they used to do a lot. Yeah, it was like, I think it was like the first Monday of every month they would do like free pizza. <laughs> And my wife was like, you know, we got to stop going at night now because I can't go roll up in here with dominoes everywhere. <laughs> Trying to work out. <laughs> yeah, because it's like, you know, it's like right there at the front. So as soon as you walk in, you're like punched in the face with dominoes. And it's like a like, slice can it hurt. Now I got to like, work out. Do I want to eat before I work out? Do I want to grab a slice on the way out? Am I going to get shamed for grabbing a slice on the way out? <laughs> <laughs> the judgment free zone. That's right. <laughs> I swear, Planet Fitness is the most judgmental gym of all gyms. Oh, like, yeah. Other gyms are not problematic. <laughs> Absolutely. But if you walk into a Planet Fitness, you're instantly like looking around. <laughs> it's like, well, they're trying so hard to make it judgment-free that they're judging everybody that could be judgmental or intimidating. And so it's like... <laughs> They're the only gym that has an alarm to shame people. Like, yeah, <laughs> you, well, you have a gallon water your jug. Weight. You got a gallon ju- water jug. Like, I'm gonna ring the alarm on you. <laughs> Bruh. I don't understand their their hate hate hating for like w- large water bottles. Dude, I'm just trying to like, hydrate, bro. I'm a big people, boy. I need to hydrate. <laughs> like, it, that's a trend right now to have the large water bottle with how oh, much yeah. you're supposed to drink in the day. Yeah, but fitness is like not here. <laughs> Here, take a Pepsi instead. <laughs> okay, let's go into the first topic for today. Let's do it. Okay, um, well, I got to get to where I'm supposed to be first. <laughs> How to stop people from stealing our bamboo. We grow bamboo in the front of our house every year. There's always a different person who chops off and steals their bamboo. They chop it off in a way that it destroys the bamboo and they always mess up the garden and sidewalk. Example, dirt is everywhere even on the sidewalks from yanking the bamboo out the ground. Trash is everywhere. They not only took the bamboo, but threw stuff back in that doesn't belong and requires cleanup. And they do it at night. By the time the police get here, they're already gone. We usually find out when we get up in the morning and we find out the bamboo getting to um find the bamboo garden trash and bamboo missing gum, man <laughs> not the bamboo <laughs> <laughs> i want to know where this they're growing bamboo at it's just like 
uh, like another country or in America. Like they mentioned, like at one point, I admitted it. Like it's a different people of different like ethnicity stealing it, so mm. they know it's different people. And mm. <laughs> I wonder if this is just like a, a neighborhood prank. Like they missed the <laughs> HOA meeting, and everyone else is like, "All right, who's stealing the bamboo this time?" <laughs> and the Hey, we're gonna go steal Karen's bamboo again because she gets <laughs> real mad. <laughs> the thing about bamboo is, how are they growing it this quick? Because I, I thought I could be wrong that bamboo it takes a lot of care before it sprouts, and when it does sprout, it shoots up. Like it takes a long time. Mm-hmm. I don't want to say wrong. I thought it was like months to a year for you to even see the first sprout on a bamboo, or even more. But well, they might know. just be like cutting it at the base and so it's still sprouting oh okay so it's not they're not like unrooting it they're just still in the the bamboo itself like up, not uprooting it yeah i don't know i'm not a bamboo expert yeah i'm not a bambooologist <laughs> what do you think they should do <laughs> i'm just like i'm just laughing at the thought of <laughs> them coming out of the front of their double wide trailer and he's like Judy somebody done stole the bamboo again <laughs> plot twist it's a panda <laughs> kung fu panda that uh, I might get canceled but they're looking out they're like they're black and white <laughs> it's a panda <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness dude that's so weird though I mean it's also kind of weird <laughs> that they went to a like a forum <laughs> to ask people how to get their bamboo from being stolen. <laughs> uh, They're like, man, I'm at my wits end, dude. Like, my bamboo is gone. I've tried everything else. It's time for the internet. Why don't dude, you yeah. just like- so? I mean, answer number one: booby trap. Like, yeah. <laughs> You try would, to steal bamboo and spikes just fall on you? <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, I would make spikes out of bamboo. I would dig a pit, like like a trench around my bamboo forest, <laughs> and then I would take some bamboo and I would turn it into spikes, like in the Indiana Jones movies, and they would be trying to get still. They would try to steal bamboo, but then they would get stole by bamboo it's, it's and go here, to, go here to kill them? <laughs> I mean, they killing my trees, bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, bamboo has a I mean, higher value than human life. Confirmed. You could <laughs> bamboo greater than humans. <laughs> um, or like, I don't know. You could put up a fence with like barbed wire on it and turn it into a bamboo prison. <laughs> bamboo I mean, prison. We're really, the op- like the opportunities are endless. It's really about how much money you're trying to spend. <laughs> I mean, like, some, how important is this bamboo to you? Yeah, I mean, someone had just mentioned like putting up a sign that just says video surveillance, but I feel <laughs> or, like or they no taking care. my bamboo, no taking my <laughs> swiper, no swiping sign. You could get um, a guard, like a guard animal, maybe a guard panda, panda that just like, <laughs> and you pay him in bamboo. Yeah, you pay exactly. You have a system that's sufficient. Like it's self. Um, you you hire the kung fu panda and pay him in bamboo. <laughs> you just hire Jack Black, and he defends, <laughs> and he defends your bamboo forest with karate. I mean, it seems foolproof to me. Like I don't see anything going wrong in this plan. Yeah, that's weird. I mean, because you could also, like, I mean, video surveillance, like, actually put up video surveillance. 
And because I mean, nowadays, like you throw up a ring doorbell anywhere, and all of a sudden, whenever you see movement, you can be like, oh, "Excuse me, I see you. <laughs> just, I'm trying to take my bamboo." Oh, I just I don't know where I, anyone's growing bamboo that I could think of. Like it, ha- or on purpose. Like or it's got to be some like you know how if you're driving down. I, I mean, even here, like there's the like our main road back back here, like. You're driving and it's like trees on either side, and then out of nowhere you kind of see like a little just like conglomerate of bamboo trees. Yeah, you do out see nowhere. those randomly. Like it's, it's. So I wonder if it's just like they just have this random, you know, group of bamboo trees on their property that or they cherish maybe, greatly. Maybe they're bamboo farmers. I don't know. That, uh, that's a career I've thought about going into. Kind of. <laughs> Uh, okay, so this one on a more serious note is I'm hungry even after eating. I know I have a poor diet, but there's only so much I can do with a minimum wage. Any advice on how to improve my diet without it being so costly? Because I know that even though I'm eating and I'm not getting um, the necessary nutrients and all, which is why I'm hungry all the time. Mm. Yeah, it's tough, especially like being on minimum wage. Like I know, yeah. man, like the hardest thing about trying to eat well and you know, being faithful to that is your, is like how, how well you're able to finance that, you know, like it's so much easier to buy a pack of ramen noodles or rice or hot dogs or whatever, or even like, you know, going through a drive through of a fast food restaurant, you know, which, and, go ahead. No, you, you finish your thought. And so like through that, man, it's super hard to, to navigate that. I think especially when you don't have like a knowledge of, you know, cooking well, you know, and cooking good things because you can, you can make things that are healthy in bulk, you know, and then eat on that. But I think with that, it's going to come a lot of sacrifice. What was that thought you had before? I was just going to say, I think we need to stop the misconception. Not that what you said was wrong, but that Mm -hmm. rice is unhealthy. Like, Mm -hmm. I think that's a big, like misconception because there's some entire cultures that rice is the staple of the food, but I think it's just a type of rice that you buy Mm -hmm. and the quantity that you eat it in. Yeah. Yeah. Portion size. That's the biggest Mm -hmm. thing. Like you can't eat. I mean, you could, it's you have to get a balance on nutrition. And I think that's the problem. You can't eat just rice and meet all your nutritional needs, but I think if you like it's it's not going to be the best flavor wise, but I mean you can get frozen vegetables pretty cheap. Even canned vegetables mm-hmm. are are cheap. It's just you know when it comes to flavor, you got to be creative in ways to make it be what you yeah. want. Yeah, no, and it's all about discipline. You know, like mm-hmm. you know, Rachel and I have really come into a season of like where we're just trying to cook consistently. You know, so like we'll go out to we'll, we go out to eat one day a week, uh, or actually two days a week. So we do a Friday night date night which sometimes is at home, um, but we, like, carve out that time for ourselves, and then Sunday after church, we'll go out to eat with a group of friends. And so every other, you know, day of the week, we're, we really want to be faithful to cooking a meal. And honestly, like, the majority of that is, like, a protein, rice, and a vegetable. Yeah. You know, you can literally get a steam bag of green beans or broccoli or corn for a dollar in the frozen section, you know. But it's also discipline. You know, like you really have to discipline yourself to buy groceries and you have to discipline yourself to cook these groceries and to use your groceries. Buying you know? groceries so it's like, is the worst. Yeah, it is. <laughs> and now I will say, though, shout out to grocery pickup. Yeah. Because, man, we do Walmart pickup and it really helps us adhere to our budget 
because you're able to compare prices, you're able to take things off, add things to get to where you you want to finalize your total. And two, you're not walk up in a grocery store hungry and you're like, you know what, that looks really good right now, and you're gonna grab it because for the most part, you're just gonna search what you want and put it in your cart. You know, that's true. Uh, yeah, that's I that when I when I do cook, I get in spells where I cook a lot and then I'll fall off and then I'll cook again. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I usually buy certain proteins and I'll freeze them and thaw them out before I cook them. I'll eat like it'll either be chicken steak, um, pork, something like that, and then I'll mm-hmm. cook a vegetable. And even though I know it's not the best decision, usually something like instant rice or mashed potatoes is pretty mm-hmm. easy to pair along with that. So at least you're getting your nutrition. Like, it's balanced, but it's not, you know. I think the biggest problem is honestly finding cheap, healthy meat items. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, getting fresh stuff versus frozen. But, yep. I mean, if you have to do frozen, that's not the end of the world for a time being. Like, Oh, yeah. And I think, you know, I, when people talk about eating healthy, I think so often people try to jump to the extreme of, I have to buy all organic. I have to buy, like, no additives and all this stuff. And it's like okay i get that like i understand wanting to have the cleanest you know products but dude man a lot of these products are double and triple what you can get just in a frozen section you know things like that and and i definitely am an advocate for fresh produce like but in that man go check out you know a local a local farmer's market or you know places like that like those little hole in the wall stands like sometimes Sometimes, okay, I, sometimes they're overpriced, but sometimes you can get really good deals on stuff. But yeah. it's just, it takes work. And I think it's a lot easier to get off of work and be like, you know what? I just want to swing by the drive through and grab something because I'm exhausted rather than taking the time to go to the grocery store ahead of time or, you know, do things. And you can meal prep. You can make a casserole and say, hey, like this is going to be two or three of our meals this week, um, so on and so forth. You know, like we really like to, I like to do a casserole one day a week. So I know that we can either, you know, sub that for some lunches this week or sub that for some dinners, but we've Mm -hmm. got some days of the week that we're covered on. And at the end of the day, you know, even if you're buying this frozen produce, if you're buying these things that, you know, are, are not chemically enhanced, I guess, or are not processed foods, you know, per se, you know, some people would argue that frozen foods and canned foods are processed, but you know, in a different way is you going to get a McDouble, you know, yeah. like you, you're taking a big step in the right direction by buying this produce and cooking meals on your own. That's true. And usually frozen food, if you buy the right things are less processed and canned items mm-hmm. because the freezing of it keeps right. it. Um, yeah. They're just blanched and frozen. Yeah. Yeah. It's better than um, what they put in a lot of the canned items because it's a lot easier to keep something fresh frozen or good to eat frozen than it is without freezing it. Yeah, and if you concentrate on, you know, making your meals, uh, you know, vegetable heavy and protein heavy, you will fill up quicker than if you're taking in a bunch of carbs. You know, like carbs are good. I'm not advocating for like a hardcore keto diet. Like, you know, carbs are necessary in a diet. But man, if you're, you can eat a lot of fruits and vegetables and still come in well under a calorie a calorie intake that you would, you know, eat oh, yeah. fast food or you know, ramen noodles for dinner, you know, fill in the blank, you know, you can eat like, I think a whole bag of frozen vegetables is less than a hundred calories. Yeah. <laughs> like, and you'll be full after eating it. I guarantee you. And yeah. it's usually yeah, no like 99 cent bags. If you buy the brand at the store. <laughs> yeah. Heck yeah, dude. 
It, it is. It's yeah. It's a dollar for. I know at least the great value or the steam fresh at Walmart. Yeah. So you can't beat it. Yeah, and one last thing I'll add is it's if it, this is coming from someone who lives in America, it's a lot harder to lose weight in America than it is in other countries because our foods have a lot more added sugars than other mm-hmm. um, other places. Like even down to something as unhealthy as a soda, our soda has more sugar than a soda does, like say London. Yeah, so, like MSG and sodium. <laughs> yes, it's like it, addictive. You, it's an uphill battle, but I mean mm-hmm. it's one that you you can win. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. All right. Workplace dress code, hair length for men. So my boyfriend wants to grow his hair out, but his hair is at a length that it's not long enough for all of it to go into a ponytail. His job is pretty strict about looking nice and professional, and they have no issues with long hair if you can pull it back into a ponytail. He really doesn't want to cut it, but he doesn't know what to do, and neither do I. What can we slash he do? Hmm. So he can have long hair and a ponytail. But he's just not there yet. Yeah, he's not he's there. He's in the awkward in between stage. I wonder if you can put it in like a little tight man bun. Yeah. <laughs> like, or like somehow like <laughs> gel it to where it's like either back or to the side back. or something. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's different. I, I don't know. Um, it, it'd be different if he was working in a factory. Like where it could be dangerous. But it sounds like they just want him to look neat and professional. So mm-hmm. I don't know. If it's a job you've been at for a while, I feel like you could. they should be able to understand, hey, I want to adhere to your policy. I just need another month, please. <laughs> yeah, because, I mean, I think there's ways of, of definitely making it look presentable, you know, especially yeah. with, like, some kind of gel and slicking that back. And it could even, you know, especially if it's not long enough to be put in a ponytail, obviously, like, it's short enough to kind of style to where it's not dangling everywhere, you know, and it can look professional. So, it also... Uh, the, sorry. Naked. <laughs> I'll say it also depends on, like, the type of hair that he has. It's hard to style. It might be hard to style it if it's really, like, thin and flowy as first, and rather than coarse. Or, you know, like, is it, um, are we looking at, like, um, white, tr- white hair? Or are we looking at, um, African-American hair? Like, mm-hmm. it's really, those are all factors. Yeah, no doubt. Um, did, and it said, was it Which a he new said job? ponytail, he said, so I assume, you know, but I don't want to make that from assumption. The mount- from the mountains of Caucasus. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, what did you? What was your question, though? And you, she said it was a new job. Uh, I want to double check on that. I don't. I don't think it was a new. Oh yeah, uh, there was a second interview. So okay. Yeah, I think I think through that there should just be a, also just like a conversation with like the hiring team or you know whoever he's been correlating with and saying, hey, like I have a goal to grow my hair out into a ponytail. I'm not quite there yet. Are there ways that we can? compromise on this yeah you know, when styling it differently um and then from there i mean there's really only a couple of options right like <laughs> i'm going to take this termination because i don't want to cut my hair or <laughs> cut my hair because i like this job <laughs> yeah well it looks like you um you exceed all of our qualifications but your hair <laughs> I, we just can't hire you here <laughs> it's so weird man i mean it's like it, it's funny because that topic just brings me to like that old school, just like church culture where, or even just Bible belt culture in the South, you know, where it's like, you can't have hair that's touching your collar and cause long hairs for hippies and hippies worship Satan or, you know, so on and so forth. And it's just like, 
Dude, it's just hair, you know. It's just hair. I'm balding, so I can't. I don't even have the option to grow a ponytail because then it would turn into like some kind of creepy ponytail in a cul-de-sac type deal, and I'm not about that. <laughs> I don't think like the older culture understands that shorter haircuts weren't popularized until Rome. Um, not Crazy. saying that everyone had long hair before that, but it was a lot more common. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, for sure. All right, so. Should I go to a job even if I think I failed the drug test? Got an interview at a job over a virtual call. It went really well, and she told me to go to the job for a second interview with the store owner. They drug tested me, and I think I failed. They sent in a drug test, so we won't know the results for a few days, and they want me to start working tomorrow. Do I show up anyway, even though I think I might have failed the drug test, or should I not waste their time? Well, bro, stop doing (laughs) drugs. (laughs) Oh man, yeah. There's yeah. your solution. I mean, Everybody listening right now, don't do drugs. <laughs> don't do I drugs. I mean, literally, look at what it does. Look at what it does to people. Whitney Houston herself said crack is whack, and well, that thing came back and beat her up. What if he's just eating poppy seed muffins on the regular? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, I I consume infinite grains of poppy seed every day that's why i failed the drug but test. i promise i don't do drugs man drugs will mess up your life dude yeah like, just don't do it because the reason that they drug test is because people that do drugs are usually unreliable employees you know like you cannot function at your highest because even if you are a proponent of marijuana like you are not at peak performance level at a desk job or a factory job or things like that like you might be feeling great but you are not at peak performance you know you're not sober minded in that and so dude just stop doing the drugs so let's ask the question here though um i don't know how drug tests work in states where marijuana is legal for recreational use sure i don't know if a failed drug test still stops you from getting the job there or if they're like the i don't i'm not sure how the legislation crosses over we are testing for cocaine yeah like if it's cocaine or heroin (laughs) something like met you any of those you you, you, (laughs) but i mean you know i'm not saying i'm an advocate for or against any of like in terms of marijuana use but like i what someone drinking alcohol at home or smoking at home and it's not affecting their job performance in a place where they're both legal that's just kind of like a area i'm not very familiar with Mm -hmm. yeah well i think you know on the alcohol side of things you're there's not really like if you get a blood test or a breathalyzer test if you had a drink the night before that's not going to show up yeah the, the next morning but you know, like, marijuana it will have traces yeah, yeah but the marijuana will you know and so in that i think okay that can be a back and forth conversation on how that's affecting your performance but you know honestly it's like if they're drug testing for marijuana they should also be drug testing for you know other drugs oh yeah that would surely wreck your life oh they'll test um, they'll test um they have the long list of things mm-hmm. and and so in that like devil's advocate show up i mean like (laughs) because you you don't know until you get rejected yeah you know and so like because if you did pass the drug test and you don't show up you don't get the now you're you're not being hired because you didn't show up (laughs) Uh, you know take the risk 
And then don't and do drugs like, if you, you don't But get the it. other side of the thing is like, bro, you were applying for a job. You couldn't even wait. It's like you're literally applying for jobs, and you still have the knowledge of like, yeah, I'm going to smoke up or I'm going to do whatever before I'm trying to get this job. Like, how bad do you want this job? You That's know, problematic. Like, it sounds like your priorities are already out of whack. You I know, agree. Like, it's like if you're not prioritizing getting that money, like – you ain't gonna have no more drugs to get. Yeah, how you, you gonna buy no the money? drugs? <laughs> <laughs> Come on. <laughs> yeah, so that's just crazy. Like, dude, yeah, for, just don't do drugs. Yeah, like, that's so plain and simple. Just don't. Concise, don't do drugs. But to answer the question, just show up to the thing, whatever. They say no. Realize maybe I should stop doing drugs like a moron and get clean and then get a job and work your tail off and like, do good things in life, you know, like don't just waste your life away, you know, doing drugs and not breaching your full potential. Very true. Okay. This is simply labeled cat slash cars in no way, shape or form trying to be a Karen, but I've been putting up with this for months. She's a Karen. Just unsure of what to do. I've had two cars and have to park them outside on the driveway as my parents use the garage for their cars. We have got new neighbors around six months ago. Shortly after they moved in, they got barn cats, and quickly I started to notice problems. I love animals, and which is why I put up with this for so long, but it's enough now. The cats for months keep climbing on my cars, and our outdoor neighbors don't cut the cat nails or anything, so they damage the cars when they jump on them. It seems small, but I spend a lot on both my cars when, and when I wash them. The next day, they have paw marks. The paint started to flake where one of the cats landed with the mm. nails. At this point, I need a car cover for both my cars. My parents talked to some of the neighbors, and they are experiencing the same thing. I am a very quiet person and keep to myself, so just walking up to the neighbors is really hard for me. What should I do? See, that's where she went wrong. That was the first thing, right? Like, man, <laughs> on a non-serious note, there's this thing called a red rider. <laughs> And it's got some pellets in it. <laughs> and that'll take care of your cat problem real quick. <laughs> but I'm totally killing I'm totally kidding. Like don't don't shoot the cats. All right. Don't yeah, be like especially that. if they're on your car. Like, man, I yeah, I'm not gonna do that. Uh, I wouldn't do that, you know. Teach their own, but those cats are their property and you could face repercussions for killing their animals. Um and also just don't be a sicko, you know. Yeah. Don't just kill their pets. PETA uh, is but now that, watching this closely. <laughs> but, like, yeah, as I have deer mounts. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, in that, your answer is literally, why would you go to the World Wide Web and speak to everybody else but, <laughs> about this issue that you have with this one person, right? Being like... As a believer, like we see in scripture, like, man, if you have a problem with somebody, you talk to that person. And if that person's not willing to listen, then you bring another party in to mediate. And then if that doesn't work, you bring more people into it. And if that doesn't work, you bring it in front of the church. Yep. Right? Like, there's a level and there's a process, right? There's a chain of command there. And even outside of the church, like, we see this in legislation, right? We see this, you know, just in society. Like, people answer for their consequences. And they, you know, represent themselves. And so in that, you need to go speak to the owners of those cats because you really do have a big issue on hand. You know, this is a big deal. Like it is, I think it's wise to 
to not just let this go, right? Because yeah. cars are expensive. Paint, Paint jobs is expensive. very expensive. And like, you know, you get a scratch in your car that leads to peeling and that leads to your paint and your clear coat coming off. And then now your, your car is going to start rusting, right? Because it's now out in the elements. Like that can escalate and devalues your car, right? Our cars are our assets to us and you're, you're getting messed over because they're not, you know, focusing on their animals. They're not taking care of their animals. But in that, who, like, who's to say that they, they know, Right. Yeah. You have all these neighbors talking about this lady's cats or this man's cats, whoever's cats. You have all these people talking about their cats, but nobody's spoken to them about it. It's like they're talking to them like they're the cats, right? Like they're putting the cats out there to climb on vehicles and to scratch up paint. They got they bought them as barn cats. They bought those cats not to scratch paint, right? They bought those cats to take care of their mouse problem. Yeah. And what so if it's it, like what if it is a nefarious plot? <laughs> Do what? What if it is a nefarious plot? <laughs> I it's like doofensmirts. <laughs> like I'm gonna buy cats, and they're gonna scratch up everybody's cars, and I'm gonna buy car dealerships, and everybody has to get new cars. <laughs> oh man! Yeah, I'm take over the tri-state area. <laughs> tri-state area. <laughs> but I uh, I had the same thought when you talked about how to address it. Um, the scripture. That one, my mind went to the exact same like place. Yeah. Um, but it, yeah, well, I I get I understand anxiety. It, it's it's hard. But if it's an issue, and you live with your parents, could you at least not have them go over there with you, or That's have right. them if they you know they're they're invested enough, they might go talk to them for you. Mm-hmm. If they talk to other neighbors, I mean, they care about you. You're their child. Like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and it's like, man, I. I, I do like I I deal with anxiety like I've dealt with depression like I am fully versed in all of these things, but I I honestly think we're really coming into a season of where people are being able to excuse themselves yeah and other people are excusing other people for not having to deal with confrontation right <laughs> and you think of like you think back to being a child right first day of school like first presentation like first so on and so forth like there's anxieties behind so many of our firsts and if we're not used to talking to people especially in the age of a pandemic right like if we're not used to consistently talking to people of course it's going to spur anxiety but once you start doing something consistently like it will get normal it will get better because nothing is ever as bad as it seems Right. Nothing is ever crazy as it seems. And I will say, you know, this is a different level of confrontation because it's like, hey, your animals are messing up my property. You're going to have to like there's a consequence that you're going to have to face for that. And I think that does bring a different level of consequence. But you definitely have to take that step, you know. And yeah, whether it's with a family member, a friend, like bring somebody with you. Right. Like go for that. But going to you know, everybody else but them is not going to fix your problem. Yeah. And it's also how you approach them. If you come at them very angry, of course, you're oh, going to yeah. have negative confrontation, um, exper- a negative confrontation experience. But I would say nine out of 10 people would be understanding of the situation and they probably meant you no harm. Uh, now, as far as asking for reparations and repairs, uh, 
uh, that's either they might be nice enough to offer it, but you didn't tell them after you first noticed it either. Mm-hmm. You let this go on. So any further damages are partially on you. Uh, I hate to say that. Yeah. But well, and you would have to prove that it's their cats doing it. Yeah. You know, cause that there, there's a little bit more red tape that comes into that, into that area. So it's like, yeah, you would have to have like photo evidence of their cat, you know, being on your vehicle and, you know, so on and so forth. But once you have that conversation, I think there are, there are moves past that and saying, okay, well, you know, you could get up there and they say, oh man, I'm so sorry. Oh my gosh. Like I had no idea. Like we want to do whatever we can to help remedy the situation. Or they can say, you know, well, that's not my problem. Like prove it. So on and so forth. Well, if that happens, like there are other legal avenues you can take, right? To to try to, you know, stake your claim and remedy the issues that you have and, and scratches and paint damage and so on and so forth. But none of that is gonna happen until you have that conversation. And this has been like, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, you're good. This has been your advertisement for Nate and Ron Attorneys at Law. Uh, please <laughs> call us at <laughs> But strictly cat cases. Yeah, only cat cases. <laughs> <laughs> Only cat cases. Uh, so we got one more. I think we have time to squeeze it in. Deal. All right. So wife wants to prioritize having a child, but I want to start a business. Can we do both? So like the question says, I'm twenty. I'm or I'm a 27 year old male. My wife's a 23 year old female who's a stay at home wife. Wants kids now as we're making some good money, so we can probably afford it. I like the idea of kids, but I have some ideas that I think are good app ideas so i guess some you know like mobile app ideas and i want mm-hmm. to develop them while while i also work at my nine to five it job should i put my business project on hold and focus on the child or should both of them be manageable at the same time mm. or could most both of them yeah yeah so i think one of the one of the biggest hindrances toward people wanting to start families is finances right i think that is an overwhelming majority and then the next up is is time right and i think that's what we're seeing here with them um now i would i always like to present the situation of okay well what would happen if you just got pregnant outside of planning you know like would you be okay like are things are things lined up you guys to sustain that and i think they are he says they're well off so on and so forth and so okay well then what happens if you're already in this business venture and you accidentally get pregnant you know well i think the answer to that would be like what i would do i would continue to try to work in that business venture whatever it be the app so on and so forth and then if it gets to be overwhelming right okay well let's take a step back and reevaluate you know, yeah. especially when when you're doing things on your own, you can take the time. Uh, like you, you're the only person you're responsible for, right? It's not like you are having to deal with other people. So yeah, I mean, keep doing your nine to five job, whatever. But and I would I say that to to kind of come into the lines of starting that that business venture. So okay, well, you guys want to start a family? I think well, if you think you're capable, like if you are good at time management, like. If you can do these things, if you were going to try to do it while you're in the middle of that business venture, go ahead, you know, give it a shot. And if it's too much, just pull out of it, you know, like 
people say no to things or not right now to things all the time. Like that's okay. Make sure you um you pull out of the business venture and not of having the kid with you. Uh, that's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Don't put the kid up for adoption. <laughs> I guess we can't do both. <laughs> yeah, it's been a good yeah, don't, year. <laughs> don't do don't do the business venture. Um, yeah, because I mean, for like, their priority is your family. Yeah, right. Like your wife needs to be taken care of. Your kid needs to be taken care of. And I think there's ways that that business venture could be profitable, right, to where your family's even more taken care of. But your time is so much more valuable yeah. than you, the money that you can give, you know. And so make sure that you're able to be present and put that work in as well. But if you think that balance is not there, if your wife is communicating that that balance is not there, then you guys should probably reevaluate. And so that being said, maybe start that business venture but hold off on the kids now. And that's to say, you know, I don't, I'm not in your relationship. So your wife could be feeling really strongly about this, you know, and you could be feeling really strongly about wanting to have kids, but also the business venture. So you guys want to try to give it a couple months or so to see how this thing starts up and what your time looks like and then go from there or, you know, pull the trigger now, start trying to have kids do that. Or just wait until your kids are a little bit older, you know, doing the business venture as well. Like you, you have options, but it's all going to be about time management. Yeah. And those are all good points. I was thinking about the thing of your kid being a little bit older too, which I guess if you're in the world of tech, things go by so fast that you might Mm -hmm. miss your opportunity and someone might develop what you're thinking of. But I have two points to make. I'll see if I remember the second one as I talk about the first one, but the the positive thing that you have going in your corner is as long as she doesn't have to get a job for finances, she did say she's a stay-at-home wife, so mm-hmm. child care is handled. That's a benefit most people don't have. Yeah, uh, now, absolutely. obviously, you still need to be present in the child's life on a regular basis. You know, um, it shouldn't interfere, but right. you should have time to possibly, you know, m- work on your project as long as this isn't a project that's going to be like you come home from work at five you're working on that from six to eleven you go to bed and repeat cycle like that's Mm -hmm. not feasible (laughs) but if it's something you can work on an hour or two a day it might be something you can do it just depends on you know I, i always think and encourage people to chase their goals before they have kids Uh, Mm -hmm. maybe even before you get married, like for some people, because Mm -hmm. once you bring any type of family or household into the situation, chasing your ability. Yeah. And exactly. And chasing your personal goals gets that much more difficult because they're, they're in the back seat now. Uh, So that's really what I have to say on that. Yeah. And, and I think one thing that you have that you would have going for you is when it is your business venture and it's something that you're doing on your own, you can be a little bit more flexible. You know, like our uh, a really good friend of mine is bivocational, so he's a full-time pastor and he's also a full-time general contractor, right? And he balances both of those things very well. You know, like he's got two daughters, they're in sports, like they, you know, are involved in their school, they're involved in church and being self-employed you can knock out and go see a volleyball game or a basketball game, you know, or participate, you know, in a banquet or so on and so forth. 
and be present in those things, you know, and you can say, all right, like I, I need to, to knock off, you know, at this time today yeah. to go spend some time with them. And if I need to work a little bit late another day, like I can do that. But finding that work life balance is a lot more easier when you're not tethered to a clock in and out nine to five and somebody else making your schedule. You know, like there's there's definitely wisdom that comes into into play because you can also lose yourself in your work and trying to you know grind and hustle and get things started off too. So, man, use wisdom. You know, you have a good perspective of making your your family first, but that shouldn't stop you from chasing your dreams. I mean, how many how many single mothers are out there that get their college degree with kids? Yeah, you know, like it's possible. How hard are you willing to work for it? That's that's very true. Maybe you need to wait till the kid goes to bed, wake back up, and do some night grinding. Um, but yeah. well, that sounded wrong. But you know, you get, the, <laughs> you get that too, though. Get, <laughs> in marriage, yeah, important <laughs> in marriage. <laughs> uh, anyway, so we're gonna have to close out on that. Oh note. my goodness! <laughs> yeah. on you already note. got forty minutes. This is longer than a normal episode. <laughs> Uh, but make sure that you you go and you follow us uh, on Small World Media. You'll get our content as well as a few other shows. We have two more shows launching here normally. It will not be me and Ron, but it will be some of our close associates. I want to use that term. Uh, <laughs> and friends. Uh, but, yeah, small, small World Media. You can follow Small Talk on Spotify, Apple um, Podcasts, anywhere you really find podcasts, make sure to follow and give us a five-star review. And uh, if you do and we are able, I think you can leave a note under it on Apple. If we see you, we'll give you a shout-out. Uh, so we appreciate you listening. And, uh, Ronald, you want to tell them about that email? Yeah, because it's not small world. It's small talk. Yeah. Dot small world media at gmail.com. And, uh, yeah, I mean, for real, like Nate said, it would mean the world to us um, to just to even create that exposure and that credibility to, you know, what we're trying to do here, the time we're trying to take to create good content, to communicate with you guys, um, and to really, you know, en enjoy what we're doing here. And it really would take a couple of seconds, you know, just a, a click on a five star or a view, even just, you know, sharing it on Instagram. If you follow us, um, I think my Instagram handle is, uh, at row.taylor. If you want to give me a follow, I will, we share, you know, often, uh, all of our episodes airing, things yeah. like that, man, give us a share. You tell your friends, uh, give us a like, give us a review, man, take the time to, you know, shoot us an email. Um, at smalltalk.smallworldmedia at gmail.com with advice, situations you've seen, situations that you're dealing with. It doesn't, even, it doesn't even necessarily have to be what you're going through specifically, right? Like just anything that you want advice on, situations that you're curious about, even crazy things that you've heard of. Like hit us up, uh, give us some cool content, and then tune in the next week and uh, hear what we have to say about it. But it would, it would mean the world for you guys to go do that for us. All right. Well, this has been your fourth episode of Small Talk. We'll see you next week. Yes, sir. Y'all have a good one.